thanks to Noon Hydration for its longtime support of Another Mother Runner and its exclusive sponsorship of this episode. Visit NoonLife.com, that's N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E.com, to receive 20% off your order when you use promo code NoonAMR20. Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing and endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And today, friends, I have some news for you. Don't worry, it's good news and it's something I'm really excited about. I now have a co-host for AMR Trains. Sarah Wasner Flynn is her name, who I know you guys are all going to adore her as much as I do. Sarah's paths and mine have crossed virtually many times over the past decade or so, although I've never met her in person, I don't think. Um, She's a freelance writer. She's a competitive amateur triathlete and runner. She coaches high school track and cross country. And she's a mom of four kids and lives in the D.C. suburbs. So, um, yeah, we've seen each other on Facebook plenty. (laughs) Um, So welcome, Sarah. So glad to have you here. Thank you, Dimity. I am so thrilled to be joining you on AMR Trains. Awesome. Well, so first things first, do you spell your name, your first name with an H? Because that's really important. And if you don't, we might have to let you go. (laughs) I have to say, is there any other way to spell Sarah? I mean, of course, yes, with an H. With an H. Okay, good, good. You passed that test. Okay, let's work through your bio a little bit. So you're the mom of four kids. Tell us about um, the ages of your kids and and their names or sexes or whatever you feel comfortable talking about. Sure. I'm happy to share. I have four children, as you said. So I have one boy and three girls. My boy um, is named Eamon. We kind of went with like the Gaelic Irish names because of my husband and I have a shared Irish heritage, but I'm also kind of a mutt otherwise. So we just decided (laughs) to stick with one lane with names. So we have Eamon. Um, I have an 11-year-old named Nora. I have an eight-year-old named Nellie, and we have a one-and-a-half-year-old named Maeve. Wow. Yeah. So you've got the gamut. Um, you are busy. And and Eamon just turned 13, right? Oh no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Or did he? No, he did. Yes. Oh, he okay. A, okay. He's in eighth grade. Um, he has a late birthday, so he's on the younger side. But we officially have a teenager, and we have a toddler. So you know, I'm kind of uh, <laughs> running the gamut all. here with kids, <laughs> with age groups. It's a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and you are a competitive athlete, as you said, Um, that's that I pulled that bio off of your website. Um, You are now in a boot right now, which we can talk about um, another time. But give us your athletic background. You grew up running, swimming. What did you do, Sarah? Yeah, so um, I joined swim team because my sisters, I'm the youngest of four girls. My sisters were involved with swimming. So I just did whatever they did and, um, got into swimming. My sisters are actually excellent swimmers. I was kind of good, but not amazing. So I'd swam until I was about 15, but that gave me this great foundation as a swimmer. Um, so this, despite the fact that then I went on to run and I actually ran in college, um, and took a bunch of time off after college. Uh, when I decided to get back into triathlon after having my third kid, I had that awesome foundation of swimming. So I always thank my mom for forcing me to go to all those early morning <laughs> practices because it served me well. I had not really swam competitively in 20 years when I uh, got back into try. And um, I have to say my form sucked, but the speed came back pretty quickly. Nice. So yeah, I got into triathlon, um, had a blast, uh, really enjoyed it and took it 
to, you know, the highest level that I was capable of taking it to. And then, um, decided, Hey, you know, I think now or never for that fourth kid I always wanted. So had the fourth baby and then there was a pandemic. So <laughs> and here we are. Kind of got to the side for, uh, yeah. temporarily. Yeah. Last season when everything was going back, I was, um, still a little bit hesitant about racing just because we had the four, you know, unvaccinated children at home. Sure. So I didn't really do it much traveling. I did a couple of races, but I love triathlon. Um, I'm a running purist. So I got back into running despite the fact I wasn't doing tries. So hopefully 2022 will bring some more triathlons um, my way. Nice. Nice. And you did, I like, okay. The, in, in elevator pitch on your boot, you were in a 10 miler. Is that right? And you were gunning for, Oh goodness. Uh, it was actually only five miles, which oh, doesn't five miles. Sorry. as exciting. Um, it was a trail race. So I you started running cross country as a freshman in high school. And that's really where I found my love of running. So I just got decided that, um, you know, to get back into it post pandemic, I was going to go back to my roots literally. <laughs> and run uh trails and so I had so much fun and I really was like having a blast and the last race that I did it was a series um I was at the pretty much at the finish line uh almost like maybe 200 meters from the finish line hit a route and went down really hard and um actually fractured two little bones in my foot and had a pretty bad ankle sprain so I've been um out for now four and a half weeks. Uh, the boot, I have retired. <laughs> I oh, good. My doctor said, if there's no pain, um, that you can wear just run regular running shoes and, and try to walk without the boot. So that's where I am right now. And, you know, with it getting colder, I've done a couple of like dashes to the car, like, or raining, you know, I've just tried to like subconsciously, I just forget about being injured and I run and I'm like, oh my God, I just ran. And then my foot reminds me that, yeah, there's some fractures in there. So it's not quite healed. Still a little ache. I give it a couple more weeks before I even try to do anything running related, but I cannot wait. I'm so bummed right now about not yeah. running. Oh, good. Well, it's coming back. And the good news is that it's not, it's like, you know, it's, it's not like a chronic injury um, you yes, know, or something, you know, it's going to be, exactly. it's going to be get better soon. Yeah. Um, and it's not a mystery, which um, yeah, it's not know, a mystery a of, either. A lot of us deal with mystery injuries and not knowing exactly what's wrong and what caused it. I know exactly what happened. And so I'm like, <laughs> this thing heals, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And I'm going to go back to the trails and redeem myself. You, you went down. And so you also, I mean, so you are working for us. Um, you are helping with the Train Like a Mother training programs and some editorial stuff, which is great. You also write a ton. Um, you get to write like really fun National Geographic kids books, right? Yeah. So um, my first job out of college was with National Geographic kids in, in D.C. Uh, and that kind of set me on this path of writing for their magazine. And uh, then later on in life, I went freelance. I worked in magazines. And I think that's maybe how I first actually saw your name was probably sure, a sure. byline uh, back in the magazine days. And I kind of just got frustrated with my path and where I was going and, and how I felt like I wasn't really advancing. So I just decided to go freelance. And I was freelancing for magazines for a long time. And then uh, just made the right connection with a book editor. And next thing I know is writing National Geographic kids books. Um, and they put out like 150 children's nonfiction books a year. So they just needed the writer. So in the early days I was writing, I was like cranking books out, um, collaboratively left and right. And then later I 
picked up my own titles. And so I do less because I'm doing more work with those on my own titles. So yeah, I have one coming out and it got pushed back because of COVID, but it'll be coming out in 2023. I believe that's my next book. What's, what's the, what's the subject on it? So the name, I believe we're going back and forth. I think it's going to be called, um, this book is rich and it's all about financial literacy, which is kind of interesting for national geographic because you know, it's National Geographic, but I have um, this book stinks, which is a book about um, just trash basically, (laughs) and like how to clean up the planet. And I have this book is cute, which is about all about cute things and the culture of science of cute. So now this is, this book is rich and it's kind of like, you know, a a deep dive into everything about money and finance. And we're trying to get to, to learn to, you know, to spend smart, save smart, but also like cool currencies from around the world. And like, it was so fun to write. I I had a blast, but I have to say, this is like a long, long project. I finished it in 2020. (laughs) Oh, geez. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Well, maybe we need to have you on to talk financial literacy. I think some adults, you know. Oh my gosh. I have myself. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I learned a lot too. I was like, oh gosh, I'm not doing any of this right. But um, I talked to some experts, (laughs) like, you know, I always say, I'm not an expert on one thing. I just can interview experts and like make it make sense for kids. And so that's kind of my expertise is writing for children. But, you know, I leave it up to the experts when it comes to all the nitty gritty details. Sure, sure. Well, okay, last question for you. Do you sleep? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, my friends used to say that I was like a vampire. I'm like, oh, you don't, you know, whatever, like you sleep during the day and you're up all night. Um, I've gotten a lot of smart, a lot smarter about my sleep. um, Okay, good. (laughs) Especially with the fourth kid, you know, it's like that deprivation is as you get older, you know, I was an old, I, you know, I advanced maternal age or whatever you want to call it. So I just felt that it hit me a lot harder having the newborn, um, at 40. And so I am trying my best to sleep more. I can't say it happens every night, but anyone knows me, you'll hear the same song and dance. I'm always like, I got to go to sleep earlier and I have to work out in the morning. I have to work out in the morning and I'm always working out at night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, maybe, maybe we've got a sleep hygiene podcast in our, exactly. (laughs) We are going to have a ton of fun together. I know that you're going to bring a lot. You also, we didn't get to it, but your high school and um, cross country coach, um, high school track and cross country coach, which I'm sure will come into conversations later. So, and you just bring this wealth of knowledge and energy, and it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to, um, to have you as, as my sidekick. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. I just cannot wait. Yeah. So what are we moving on to now? We are moving on. So if you're in a swimming workout back when your mom forced you to swim, you know, we'd now be hitting the main set, which is the meat of the show. Um, So we are going to talk today about many happy miles. And this is not a Ginzu Knives infomercial. This is um, definitely a chance for you to get to know what many happy miles is about. We're going to have fun conversations um, and chat with a couple people that are um, involved in it. But uh, also you'll walk away with some knowledge to take to your everyday running, even if, you know, you're not, um, many happy miles isn't your cup of tea. So just wanted to put that out there. This You didn't just switch to the home shopping network, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so um, as you may know, many happy miles is our annual membership program. It has many facets with the goal. The goal of many happy miles is to keep you consistent, 
not perfect with your workouts to keep you moving forward most days of the week and to work on things you may not work on on your own. So members receive 12 months of fresh workouts, strength training circuits and challenges, um, in addition to expert workshops with top runners, sports nutritionists and lifestyle experts. We're constantly asking for input to improve the program. We've got two cool new features this year. The first is just straight up financial, like uh, financial literacy. Um, it's a year long discount of 15% off of almost everything in the AMR store and on our Train Like a Mother training program. So if you wanted to train for a half marathon, you know, in the fall and wear a brand new tank during it, many happy miles will set you up nicely um, to get you to that finish line and then meet you when you're done with those workouts to keep you consistent. So, um, so that's the first feature. Sarah, what's the second? So this one I'm super excited about. It's Ask the Physical Therapist with Christy Diller. She's a physical therapist based in Fort Recovery, Ohio. And each month, Christy is going to give many happy miles athletes a PT move of the month, demonstrate it, and then field questions from the group about any niggles they're having. So I'm going to have some questions for you, Christy. <laughs> and we did, we need to say this up front though, due to state regulations, Christy cannot provide medical supervision, but she can give ideas for strengthening exercises, healing techniques, and other tips to point you in the right direction. So Christy, welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hi guys. Nice to see you. You are also an OG and many happy miles. So you know the ins and outs of the program, um, which I love. So um, that's great. So you've been in, in many happy miles since the beginning, and you've seen a variety of shin splints and stress fractures and sacroiliac joint issues coming through the Facebook pages and on our um, Final Surge app. Um, did that give you the idea to reach out about contributing as a professional? Or is it, tell us, because I fielded an email from you, which we've been in touch before, but um, I loved your energy and your ideas. So tell us where that came from. Yeah, well, like you said, I've been in, I've been around EMR for a long time, but I've been in many happy miles since the beginning. And right, it's, and I'm, there are a ton of other PTs in this group too, but I know anytime I see that stuff, I'm always like, should I say anything? Should I make a comment? Should I, you know, you don't want to like tick people off or come across as a know-it-all, but sometimes I think people just really don't know. And it's hard. I think one of the hard things about PT is finding one that will a listen to you and b that like understands the whole runner thing. Cause that is hard. Um, I, half of my coworkers, when they get a runner, they just, the, the, the default is like, you just have to stop running. And I like, Oh, it's not, that's not always the answer. So, um, yeah, that just in being around it, I thought, gosh, there's a really big, I thought a really big opportunity to at least provide education and maybe like a little bit of guidance and try to get people pointed in the right way. And obviously it's something I'm passionate about and I enjoy, but, um, I try to, I've tried over the years to kind of, when I have time drop in and answer questions and stuff, but I was like, gosh, if I could do that more regularly, that would be fun. So Christy, how is your running going these days? Um, it's fine. <laughs> is that a good <laughs> answer? It's, it's there. It's fine. I haven't raced in a really long time. And I just like, I'm kind of in one of those periods where I'm just like, not really interested in that. I'm just like keeping, keeping an even keel and am consistent with it. Um, but yeah, I, I like you also um, coach high school cross country and track. And so I get a lot of fulfillment out of that. And so I kind of feel like with that, it doesn't like, I don't get that itch to race because I think I, you know, you're, you're around the kids who are doing it. So um, yeah, right now I'm just like, just staying in a groove and I just 
like, I'm, I'm just glad I am still running at this stage and where I'm at. And I might, the goal is just to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. And I totally understand what you mean about that fulfillment. I first be- realized that when I started to coach, I was like, wow, like I care more about these kids races than I do about mine, you know, but then you do find a balance. And then it also inspires me to want to do better. And I still want to like be able to run with them. <laughs> so Absolutely. yeah, so the consistency is super super uh, key. So um, let's talk about the, this move of the month that you're going to do. So certain exercises apply to certain injuries. So calf raises for plantar fasciitis, for instance, the move of the month is going to be universally applicable to women, all women, right? Absolutely. And it's, I just feel like people think that there's some like magic move. That's like, if I knew this exercise, this was gonna, this is going to be the thing. And yeah, it's wait, not wait, like- wait, I just have to interrupt. Are you living in my brain? Because <laughs> honest to God, like I will go to my grave looking for the magic move because that's- hey, you're, you- uh, you're preaching to the choir. I think the same thing. I'm up in my head a lot. During this day, so. <laughs> but it's really about um, having a good base. And so a lot of the things, it doesn't have to be some great big, like fancy move. It can be something super simple and but if you can get that thing right, it's then the base for a lot of other things. So, you know, we like a good example would be like right now, people sit so much. And so they're sitting on their glutes. And when you're sitting on your glutes, you're not using them. They're deactivated. So then how can we expect them to be firing and doing what we want them to do when we need to run or when we want to hop or jump or do any of those things? So just even like being very specific about a couple easy things can make a big difference and it can help in injury prevention. And these moves can also help for like everyday life too, like just getting you stronger, or like improving your posture. Right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, if we stick with the glute example, I mean, you need your backside to get up out of a chair efficiently. If you're not doing that, then you're overusing your back muscles. If you're overusing back muscles, then you're setting yourself up for a back injury when you go to pick up your kid out of the crib in the morning. Um, any of those little things. Um, the, the stronger your core is when you actually learn to activate it appropriately, and then you can use it that anytime you are standing in line, when you are holding a squirmy kid or who <laughs> doesn't want to be there, or I don't know, just picking groceries up off the floor in and out of your car, all those, that, that stuff applies to everything. It's just real life stuff. Totally. And I think even if, um, you know, I'm not picking kids out of cribs anymore, thank God. Me <laughs> I, could, <either>. Thanks. <laughs> I could not pick up a kid, my, one of my children, if you asked me to, like, you know, but um, but there are so many things that pop up that you're just like, wow, why is that happening? And it could be, you know, your shoulder, it could be, you know, your left calf or something, you know, and, and sometimes, I mean, you know, one of the things that I love is so what the way that we have this envisioned, and of course, if it, um, we, we can tweak things along the way, if it, if it turns out to be, there's another system that feels better, but we'll have the move of the month. We'll have, um, Christy come and we'll have a little discussion about it, a demonstration about it. Anybody can ask questions and then we'll open up the floor for the, ask the PT part. And, um, and that will be, you know, 20 or 20 or 30 minutes. And, um, so going back to that, like shoulder or like a niggly foot or something, speaking for myself, sometimes I feel like, you know, I get, I have that little bit, I notice it maybe for a couple of days, but I neglect it because, um, because I'm not picking up my kids out of the crib anymore, but I am, you know, still carpooling a little bit. I am needing to get the groceries. I still make dinner. I still, you know, do all the things. And, it, and most of us, yeah, like those little things just go to the bottom of the list. So this is a great launching point. Like, again, like just to have somebody tell you, okay, try these three things. 
that's not Dr. Google necessarily, right, Christy? Absolutely. Well, and the other thing is, I think the live part, the the video like explanation is like I'm excited about that because, right? I mean, everybody can go online and Google up whatever a, a bridge, but you don't always get the like. Okay, well, when you do a bridge, you actually need to squeeze your backside when you lift up, and you don't just lift with your hamstrings. Otherwise, you're straining your back and blah blah blah. And so, it, I think that part will be nice because then we can actually like give the explanation behind it. This is why it needs to be a little bit more intentional and why if you do it correctly, you're setting yourself up for success. Nice, nice. Well, I am excited. So we are going to have you, um, we've got our first move of the month already queued up. We're not going to spill what it is though. Um, So we are going to have you on kind of towards the end of December in Many Happy Miles. If people join afterwards, of course, you can still come in and see the video and stuff, but um, that's going to be our first opportunity so that you guys can hit the ground running on January 1st. So Christy, thank you for for joining us today. And thank you. Um, I'm excited for a really fun year and a year of kind of learning the basics again, which doesn't sound sexy, but will make a world of difference, right? Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's not always super exciting, but it also doesn't have to be as complicated as what people think it is too. So that I'm excited about it. Good, good. Awesome. Well, thanks. Have a great day and and, uh, and good luck with your just fine running. It sounds perfect to me. <laughs> perfect. Thanks. Thanks, Christy. Okay, so Brandy Dockett is also coming on board the Many Happy Miles train as both a content creator for Strength Circuits and a regular instructor in our live classes. She and Dimity will be teaching live classes two to three times a week at 8.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 a.m. Pacific. A Bammer ambassador, Brandy lives in Mount Laurel, New Jersey with her two kids. So welcome, Brandy. Hi, how are you, Sarah? I'm Hi, Dimity. Good. 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 Hi. Hi, Brandy. And I should, I should, uh, I wrote that intro, so I take full responsibility. Brandy has been teaching in many happy miles as well. It's just that we're <laughs> making it official this year. And so she'll be showing up week after week. Um, so, and we had some other BAM ambassadors helping us as well that, um, you know, we need to acknowledge as well. Nicole and, um, and Stacy. So uh, just if that's confusing to you, that's, we're just switching it up slightly and, um, and moving it back half an hour. So anyway, okay. So that's logistics. Brandy, how is yes. your exercise routine going these days? Are there any jingle jogs on your calendar? I have nothing planned. Um, right now I was really trying to concentrate. I had an Achilles issue that was kind of shooting into my foot and I pushed all through this year with, you know, I signed up for races and triathlons and I would be limping across and I got it checked and, you know, basically my ortho, you know, said, you know, it's time PT, that kind of thing. So finally last week it uh, did not hurt on the treadmill. So I went outside. I, I, I almost talked myself out of it. It was one of those things where, you know, your mind, your mind tells you sometimes to, you know, which way to go. And I was trying to talk myself out of trying to be outside and and testing out the ankle, but I said, Nope, the weather's good. So I went out Saturday and I was able to run 4.1 miles without any pain. 
Wow. Well, I know Christy is, so is, is silently yeah, giving you a clap. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I had been in pain since May and I kind of made it a little worse with a, a trail run that I kind of rolled my ankle, but I had it checked and, you know, my doctor just said, you know, it's time. And I kind of backed off of running and just did treadmill for a little bit after my last 10 miler race where I was almost about to go across the finish line and I was with my running partner and I told her to go ahead and then she heard me say, ouch, <laughs> and she turned around and I said, all right. And I said, no, go ahead. I'm fine. And, you know, and I kind of limped across the and I was still fine once it, I knew what it was. And I but I just said, look, I just got to back off a little bit. So. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I feel really, you know, when you've been in pain for that long and kind of gone with it, it's nice to not have it after a run. It was great. Yeah, I think, uh, Brandy, between you and me, we're not doing a great job of advertising for trail races because I also <laughs> hurt my ankle on the trail. So <laughs> anyway, we don't want to discourage anybody from trail races. Just know oh, the no, know no, the it, yeah. it was, it's just what it's just I hit a rock a little, little mm -hmm. um, didn't really see it. And I rolled my ankle. But I will say, I think because I do such training and work on balance and such, I think it would have been way worse if I didn't. So plugging that. Yeah, yeah, I know. core across training, I think it would have been way worse if I hadn't, you know, concentrate on that stuff. So that's that's actually great. I I think mine was just bad luck, but yeah, I'd like to think that maybe it wasn't worse because uh, <laughs> what I'm stronger than I was before. I don't know, but I still broke my foot, so that kind of oh stuff. oh wow yeah. okay yeah I'm doing better now. So let's talk a little bit about your background as a trainer and like how did you get into into this you know the fitness space. So I got started way back in college three years ago, huh? I wish. And um, it was back in, 19, I will date myself, it was 1993. And I was a tennis player and I stopped playing tennis in college and gained a freshman 15 plus five, as I like to say it. So uh, uh, sophomore year, I lost all the weight. I started getting into fitness and I didn't like that high, low aerobics, which was really popular at the time. So now step was new and it was at my college. So I got really into step and the, um, the instructor said to me, you know, you come to class all the time. Why don't you get certified? And so that started my beginning into being nationally certified. So I was a fitness instructor. I did it through college. I thought, oh, this is a great way to stay in shape and, you know, make money. I'll, I'll, I'll quit when I graduate. And then I graduated and I went to gyms and saw how much it cost to be a gym. And I said, well, I could just teach. So I said, but I'll stop when I get, you know, married. And then I got married and thought, <laughs> well, I'm going to keep. So I realized as that progressed that that was actually my passion was also my purpose. So I uh, just thought, okay, Brandy, stop trying to quit. You love this and you love helping people and you love leading classes. And then I ended up getting in personal training. So I first thought, I first thought, oh, I don't want to go into personal training. I'm a, I'm great teaching groups. How could I help someone one-on-one -on -one? and da, da, da. And then um, after I had my first daughter, uh, someone asked me to train. I had gotten certified in my personal training, but I just wasn't really doing anything with it. And a mom in my mom's group said, you know, I really would love if you could come to my house and train me. And then at the time I had a full-time job, I was working for the government. And um, after I trained her, I, I thought, wow, I wish I could do this every day. And oh, so, awesome. um, 
uh, I, I, but I didn't know how feasible that could be, but ended up moving back home to my home state and uh, starting my business. So I started my business. My child was two years old and I've been going ever since. That is so cool. I love it. I love it. Well, and you brought a li- up a little bit about balance. And I know you did have having many conversations with you about this to be a stickler for form. So can you talk a little bit about the perspective that that you bring when it comes to strength training and why um, why it's important to not just sure. you know, heave the weights around? Sure. So with my perspective on fitness, a couple of things. One, it has to make sense for me. You know, you see all these moves, you'll see someone in the gym doing something and you're like, wow, look, that's really cool. And, or you'll see, you'll be scrolling on Instagram or social media, whatever that may be. And you'll see something you're like, wow, I'm going to go to the gym and try that. But if it doesn't make sense and you don't know why you're doing it, I don't find the need to do it. And, um, you know, if you know that, okay, that move will lead into helping me do X, Y, and Z, then do it or maybe lead into it, learn the basics first. You know, you can't, you have to walk before you can run. Or I always like to use the example, you have to learn how to print before you can write cursive, even if they don't do that anymore in school, but back in my day (laughs) they did. Um, But you need to learn the basics in order to move, to progress into that move. I'm not against the move, but really you need to know why you're doing that move, how that will help you and to break that move down to lead into that full move. So for example, if a box jump, you know, if you really, really want to do a box jump and um, I'm not against box jumps, but you have to know the purpose of a box jump. The purpose of a box jump is that pyrometrics. It's that explosive move. It's explosive. It's to, you know, when, when athletes do it, they're doing it to get from one zero to a hundred in, you know, less than a couple seconds kind of thing. But if you've been sitting at your desk all week, and you, you know, that's your job. And then you go and you do things with the kids and then you go into a gym and you, you're expected to do a box jump. It's not going to, it's, it's, it's just not going to cross. It's not going to cross reference. It's not going to, it's not going to work the way you're going to be looking like that athlete. Instead, if that's a real goal for you, you have to break that down. What does that mean? All right. Well, I have to learn to squat. I have to learn to go down and raise up in a control. Then I would maybe have to practice lifting up and maybe lifting a knee and coming back down. Breaking it down is not a bad thing. You have to walk before you run. You have to print before you cursive, if that's a goal for you. But at the end of the day, for us regular everyday people, a box shop is not going to um, rock our fitness world unless you are specifically doing for performance. So from my perspective, I was going to say, unless you got like, you know, a black diamond mogul ski run, uh, you know, that you that you're doing for time, right? That's exactly. that's when you come into things like that. Yeah. And I and I think that for me, I like to break down is your fitness functional or is your fitness performance? Performance would be, yes, I have a race coming up. I need to do X, Y, and Z that will help with my performance. It'll help with, um, it will reduce my risk of injury. It'll make me a more efficient runner or swimmer or biker or whatever that may be. And then we have functional training, which is what a lot of that I do is it's going to help also with reducing injury. It's going to help with, you know, your performance, but it also helps with your mobility. It helps with your stability. It helps with, um, your everyday life. It helps with sitting down at a, at a desk for five, eight hours and not moving. Well, then that way, when you stand up, your muscles aren't so, you know, depleted where they're used to being in that, that sitting position. Instead, 
you've trained them in a way where your recovery from being seated all day is less than if you were to not train in that way. So uh, my, I kind of changed my, um, I was doing a lot of performance training with clients and classes. And then I, after I hit, you know, in my forties and had a couple different things, I kind of switched over to functional training. You can still use functional training for performance. Um, it's just, uh, it's a, I don't want to use the word simplify cause I can, I can rock a workout and I can make you hurt for days, but it is <laughs> not, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's more effective for your everyday versus a specific goal. Yeah. Well, and I should say, I mean, one of the things that we do with the workouts is we give you options, right? So if you are doing, you know, squats and that's something, you know, we're doing air squats and you want to add on because you are, you, you're good, you feel solid there, you can add weights. We can show you how to, you know, do a squat and a lift. We can show you that kind of thing. And then we can also um, sometimes make them easier, right? Modify it a little bit. So if you're not up for a plank on your toes yet, you can be on your knees. And so there's lots of levels and, um, I just want to make that clear. It's not, we're not coming in for, this is not for uh, super strong, super fast runners. This is for people who want to prevent injuries, who want to get stronger. And yes, you you mentioned performance. And I mean, but I think honestly, like the consistency of strength training that many happy miles offers right there will get you to a better performance if, if that's something that you have not um, concentrated on before. And we've seen it again and again. I've seen it all the time with really nice notes about the strength, right? Because it's easy. It's we make them half an hour long. Um, we tape them if you can't make the live workouts. So there's lots of ways to do it. It's very accessible. Um, what I love teaching, uh, teaching that class is it's that I, it's important as a, it's always been my um, mission as an instructor, especially more so than a trainer, that I want everyone to come into my workouts and feel accepted and that they can do something, whether you are just a beginner and you've never worked out before, you're just coming back from injury or a baby or any of those things to the person that is an avid workout person, an avid, you know, athlete level, anything. There is something for everyone. And in my workouts, I do levels. I hate using the word modification because I feel like it gets a bad rap. So a lot of times what I say is here's level one and this is how we elevate it. I use a, you'll hear me say advance or elevate and advance and elevate. And then I give you the choice. And even, even if you may be a beginner and you do, you start into it and you say, listen, I'm going to try this next round and do the, do the next level. Didn't do, you know, you have the ability to do that. Um, the way that um, I structure the workouts is it's a lot of repetition. So that way it allows you to either, you know, elevate it if you're ready or stay at where you're at, whatever that may be. And, you know, there's something for everyone. And, you know, I love the community. The community is wonderful. Um, you know, they'll let you know, you know, it's going great. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun way to get a workout. And I'm also a person that I like to do a lot in a little amount of time, as much as I'm a trainer, I'm not a gym head. So, and I've never been. So if I can get a lot done in a smaller amount of time and get you out of there, I'm all for that. So you get a really good balance of um, everything between we do core, we do strength, we do a little, even, I get a little cardio in there. So you get, get your heart rate up. We get a lot done within that time. So it's really worth it. Yeah. So Brandy, you have such a thoughtful approach to training, but you're also very creative. So you've come up with these like fun types of workouts that you're going to kind of sprinkle in throughout the year. Can you share some of those? 
Sure. Um, I, I love, I, I, I come from a teacher family. My mother's a retired teacher. My sister's a teacher, teacher. I come from a teacher family. So it's my way of, I think it's my creative hat. It's, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I love a theme. I always tell people I love a theme. <laughs> I, I do. I will rock a theme. So, um, we have some fun, we have some fun ones coming up. Uh, and we use everyday items. So there were some people will say, oh, well, how are we going to do this? No, we're going to use everyday items. So we got one where we're going to use some solo cups. And... I can't wait. That You sold me on that one, man. I can't yeah. wait for that one. So that's going to be in the that's summertime. A, I love. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. So we're going to use some solo cups in a workout. Uh, we're going to just use little everyday items. Um, it'll be themed for, you know, what's going on. It's seasonally. Um we you got know, some Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, oh, yes. I can't. Yes. Yes. Super pumped for that. I love it. Yes, <laughs> everywhere we're gonna we're gonna be Olympians in our own way. So yeah, so I love. I think it just it just makes it fun. It makes it, it, it you know you could even do similar moves, but then when we put it into a, a perspective of a theme, it just makes it even more fun to do. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. I'm so excited. I love, again, I, I love a theme. I will rock a theme. I love it. <laughs> that's great. And she'll hand out medals at the end, but actually yes. I have one more, one more question for you, Brandy. So can you, we talked about it a second, kind of the community, but teaching over zoom, I know like originally, like, so the way that live workouts, um, began around many happy miles as it was last March or March of 2020, right. When it was the pandemic and gyms were closing down and, People really needed to feel um, connected and stay strong and take care of themselves. So, so we put together this schedule again with um, you, Brandy, Nicole Hart, Stacey Ingstad, um, Abigail Mang Mang Mangum. I always have a hard time saying her names. These BAM ambassadors that stepped up and taught. And originally I was like, Ugh, I don't know what this is going to feel like. And now... I'm almost like, I don't know that I would ever teach in a studio because I like the, um, I like the convenience of it so much mm -hmm. I like that people feel, I mean, it's not a chit chat session. Like you said, we're in, we're out, we've got 30 minutes, we're going for it, but you do feel, um, it's really, it's, it's, it's kind of odd how strangely connected I, I think we all feel. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm in the same boat. It's one of those things where years ago, I really wanted to go into that uh, world. And I tried it and no one was really open to it until pandemic when we had nothing else but to do this. And people were more open to do it. And I it helped me become more creative online. And also too, and I and I will fully admit, you know, in, uh, fitness, fitness professionals sometimes get burnout. We, we travel back and forth to gyms. We travel to back and forth to people's homes. And sometimes I would miss things in my house. You know, I have two daughters and, um, you know, they're busy. And, you know, my husband, I'm grateful that picks up a lot of slack. So this was an ability for me to go down in my basement, teach a class, go back upstairs. And they and I didn't have to be in the car an hour round trip. Yeah. To So that takes, you know, something that went from, almost two and a half hours because you as an instructor you get there early you get set up you get everybody ready so it went from two and a half hours to just going downstairs and coming back up and so with that i really i i appreciate everyone that comes on line to do it with me because i know that they're taking that time out for themselves but i they also have to know that i am fully appreciative to them too because they've given me back time yeah you know yeah. and also too what i also love about it is i used to always get a lot of Oh, I wish I could make your workouts. I wish I could make your work. This we're taped. 
Yeah. And so people can go at the convenience of so they are like, well, I only can do 5 a.m. Then they can take it the next day. It's already recorded. It's already up. They can take it 5 a.m. the next day or later on in the week. Or they say, oh, I, I can only work out on the weekends. They have time to do it. And it allows me to reach so many people who are outside of my area, which is another one I used to always get. Oh, I wish you you taught near me. Well, I teach near you now. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it opened up it opened up so many different avenues for me alone. And, you know, I I found it to be the blessing of the pandemic. I know the pandemic was so hard and it was still hard on, you know, in, you know, on us in different ways. But this allowed me to help so many other people, women, especially, especially when, you know, we were so stressed out with, you know, what was going on in the world and any way that it was last year and in now up to now. And also, too, you know, sometimes you're not able to get out. Sometimes your family member's sick and you can't sure. make it to your gym or make it to a class. Or maybe you're a little nervous because we do have still um, stuff going on. This allows you to get give you your mental give you your mental break without having to um, miss anything. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we are really excited to have you um, come on. So we'll, we'll, we'll have weekly again, like we mentioned a couple of times, we tape them. So if the 830 Eastern time doesn't work for you, um, that's okay. We will have a whole library of videos waiting for you. I should also mention we have Brenda Ingstad, who is our recovery yoga instructor, and she teaches on Fridays. She teaches a very gentle, very slow and lovely type of yoga that's very much into um, opening up your hips, slowing down, concentrating on your breath. It's not core power yoga. So it's like 180 degrees from that. And I think sometimes we all need to do that. Just a lot of times the comments after her classes are, um, gosh, I didn't know I needed that. Right. Because it's so sometimes it's so hard for us to slow down and say, oh, I'm going to get exercise, but I'm going to exercise really slowly and deliberately for for half, half an hour, 40 minutes, which she does. So anyway, so we've got a great a great year lined up and um, and Brandy and Christy are going to be part of it. So thanks, you guys. Thanks, Brandy, thanks, for joining guys. us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this year. Yeah. Awesome. Excited, too. Deck the halls and light the candles and serve up some noon cheer to all the runners in your life. Noon hydration tablets turn ordinary water into an extraordinary beverage packed with flavor, electrolytes, vitamins, and immune support goodness. This year, Noon is making it easy on all of us by offering three holiday gift packs, one each for energy, exercise, and wellness. Each gift pack includes three tubes of Noon, and they're a great way to introduce your beloved running friends to new flavors or types of Noon. Like the Wellness Holiday Gift Pack it contains three tubes of our favorite wellness blends, Noon Vitamins, Noon Immunity, and Noon Rest, plus two free samples of the new Noon Immunity 3. While the Energy Gift Pack contains three tubes of Noon Energy in three caffeinated, delicious flavors, Berry Blast, Ginger Lime Zing, and Tropical Punch. And, no surprise, the Exercise Gift Pack has three tubes of Noon Sport in three delicious flavors, Strawberry Lemonade, Lemon Lime, and Watermelon. No matter the time of day, I'm drinking Noon. For instance, before and after my five-mile run this morning, I drank Noon Sport in my favorite flavor, Citrus Fruit. Now, after being at the trade show all day, I'm drinking Noon Immunity in super tasty blueberry pomegranate. Whatever flavor, variety, or gift pack of Noon you choose, get 20% off your entire order by visiting NoonLife.com and using promo code NoonAMR20. That website, N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E.com and code NoonAMR20. That's all one word, NoonAMR20 to save 20%.
Okay, we have one more guest joining us. Her name is Hillary Rosenberg, who has been one of the most consistent athletes in the live strength classes, I will say. So we give her giving her a virtual medal right now. Hillary lives in Tampa with her two kids um, and her family. Um, so Hillary, welcome. First of all, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, and so tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you do um, when you're not running, and then tell us how you became a runner. So I have a PhD in theater history and criticism, but I don't use it right now. Um, I run the religious school um, in our synagogue, and I also teach um, English and communications at an online school for people looking to join the healthcare profession. So I'm a teacher, basically. Yeah, very cool. Well, and what, and tell us about your running. Did you like when did you start to become when did you become a runner? I'm an adult onset runner. Um, the joke in my in my family is that theater was my sport, and I was not an athlete growing up. I didn't have an athlete's body. I played soccer when I was in elementary school because everybody played soccer. But as my mother said, I was I was a smarter athlete than I was a good athlete. Um, so when I had lots of starts and stops as an adult, where I was like, I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to get into shape. And then right before my 40th birthday, I just felt like I needed to make a change. I just needed to move my body. I just felt like there's a lot of chronic health issues on both sides of my family, um, you know, heart issues, diabetes, things like that. And I just wanted a different life for myself. And my friend who's been a runner for a long time said, Disney Princess is doing a 10K this year. It's the first year you should start. And I could not run from one end of the street to the other. I mean, I had nothing. And I was like, sure, I'm going to do it. And I went and I met you and Sarah Boenshay at the expo that year. Um, oh, wow. And um, you gave me a hug and I started crying. I don't, you're not expected to remember this. It was like nine <laughs> years ago. And oh, um, that makes so, me happy. So, yeah, another mother runner has actually been a huge part of my journey. And I've been a runner ever since so about nine years oh i love a good story like that hillary hillary because i'm a i'm not an adult onset runner i started running as a as a teenager and i love hearing from women who started you know different phases of their lives because it is challenging and there's so much to learn and so it's amazing that you've had this now longevity in this sport and you're such a consistent part of the program which shows that you know maybe you would have been a great runner as a kid who knows you have the tenacity for it but who knows yeah right exactly yeah well anyway you're you're discovering it now as an adult which is super cool so how long have you been a member of uh, many happy miles so I joined in, I think it was February, 2019, 2019 was the first year, right? I was trying to think about this last night. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I had the Disney princess half marathon in February of that year. And I started like, as soon as my recovery was over with the half marathon, I started in many happy miles. So I'm an OG member. That's and true. what prompted you to, to join it? Um, I needed consistency when I wasn't training for an event. If you give me like, I'm a very good student. I like gold stars. If you give me something to work for and a plan where I have to check off every day, I am excellent at doing that. But when I'm left to my own devices, not so much. And so I would find that I would start every fall training for this February half marathon that I do kind of annually. And then it would get hot over the summer and I would just stop. And there was like no in between. It was either I was running or I wasn't. And then I'd have to start all over again in September. 
but I didn't really consider myself a runner because I wasn't really consistent. And when many happy miles came along, I was like, well, this is my chance to really have something to check off every day and force me to kind of be consistent so that I was not stopping and starting several times every year. It's, that is so hard to do too, I think, you know, because I think it's so much easier to m- maintain momentum than to, to then to stop and start. And um, I mean, that's Hillary, that's actually the reason why we started Many Happy Miles. It obviously switched a little bit during the pandemic and we kind of just flowing with it. But, you know, we, so many people would finish races, you know, especially a big race, like a half marathon, or, <clears throat> excuse me, or a marathon or something that takes a lot of focus and commitment and be like, okay, what's next? And it's like, well, you don't want to necessarily tell them to go out and sign up for another race because that might be a little bit too much for their body or mind or schedule. But you want them to keep that groove, right? Keep that idea of keep moving forward. And so the workouts and many happy miles, you know, they're never over 60 minutes during the week. There's one longer run on the weekend that goes up to 90 minutes if you want. Um, but like you said, you know, or what I said at the beginning with the 15% off, like, the training plans, we don't incur, you can run a 5K or 10K using the many happy miles schedule. If you wanna run something longer than that, a half marathon, a marathon, ultra, any kind of triathlon, you need to get on a real, uh, not a real plan, but a structured plan that actually gets you to that mileage and that goal safely. Um, I just wanna make that clear, um, just because I th- there's so much to be said for consistency, but there's also a lot to be said for for doing those longer runs that actually go longer, so. Yeah, I anyway. agree. Yeah. Okay. So you have been a fixture in the live strength training segments. I don't know if you keep track of how many times you come, but I always love seeing your name pop up. Um, So I applaud it, first of all, for the consistency again, because it makes a huge difference and I appreciate it personally. So how have, you know, that strength training issue was that, or that strength training segment, is that something that you were doing on your own prior or like, tell me how it's benefited you to, to show up most days of the week or, you know, most weeks, two or three times, both physically and mentally. I was, you know, doing the strength before, like, you know, like I said before, I do like to, you know, I do like to follow a plan. I am a rule follower when it comes to following a plan, um, maybe sometimes to my detriment. So if strength was on the schedule, then I would do the strength. Um, but honestly, it was the first thing to fall off if like something happened. And then when the pandemic hit and kind of the world just shifted, I mean, I did a half marathon and then like three weeks later, we were on lockdown. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, and I was on lockdown with two teenagers, right? I had a, um, <laughs> a, a junior in high school and an eighth grader at the time when lockdown started. So it did give me a little bit of flexibility because I wasn't like sitting over the head of like, you know, an eight-year-old trying to do elementary school. So I realized how lucky I am. Dimity, our kids are exactly the same ages. So like I realized yeah. exactly how lucky I was. But I, it's, I mean, it is not a, it is not an exaggeration to say it saved me. Like it, it provided such a touchstone for me. And at the beginning we were doing it like four days a week and I was there every day and it anchored my day in the, in the way that like days kind of were nothing and time suddenly had no meaning and you had no place you could go. And so doing that strength every day was, it was the, it was the touchstone of my day. And it, and I think it, it really helped me mentally handle the anxiety of the uncertainty of what we were going through and what was happening. And now it's just habit. Now, even on days where I, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. And I always, because I live on the East Coast, I usually run before the strength. So there are days where I come back from a run and I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I'm tired. I don't know if I have the energy, but I kind of can't help it. Like now it's just habit. Like I feel like I don't, if I click, I'm going on the Facebook page. I feel like now I've committed to it. I don't want to let 
you down. I don't want to let everyone down, but most importantly, I don't want to let myself down. It's, it's really, um, it really changes the rest of my day when I get that 30 minutes strength in and feeling like I'm doing it with everybody else. Like it just, it's a, it's a mental and physical shift. Um, and I've loved it. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. I think those are such good, good positive motivation for other people who are looking to like, get into a habit. Just a reminder that like, even if you're not feeling it that day, you always feel better. We all, what do we say? We always feel like, you know, you never feel bad after a run or there's always, there's some pithy thing that yes. I always You never regret that. a workout. You never no. regret a workout. Yeah. You never yeah. regret a workout. Life's better. I have a sign up here that says life's better when you're running. Yeah. Life's better <laughs> when you can like, just touch, touch base with your, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel a little bit better, especially when things are so hard otherwise. Um, so aside from these uh, four times weekly strength training sessions, Hillary, were there any other parts of Many Happy Miles that stood out to you that you really loved? Oh my gosh. I joke, I'm like a Many Happy Miles evangelist. I'm like, I love every single part of it. I love the accountability. I love the community. Um, everybody is so supportive and so encouraging. And you know, one of my favorite things about this community is it doesn't matter how slow you are. It doesn't matter because I'm a back of the pack runner. I am not fast and I'm 49, so I'm not getting faster probably. Um, but everybody is is supportive. Everybody is encouraging. Um, you know, we all go through a lot. And when somebody is goes, you know, in the app or on the Facebook page with the problem, the support that they get from the community has been just such a beautiful thing to watch. Um, and also, I mean, I love the expert workshops. The challenges are fun. I, I, I mean, I really do love every part and I'm very excited for the 15% off discount on the AMR site for this whole year. Like I've already started thinking, right, <laughs> what am I going to do? And, you know, I'm, I'm taking this year off um, my annual half marathon. Cause at the time when you had to sign up, it was like August here, the pandemic had like, you know, the second, we were in our fourth wave and it was pretty bad. And so I wasn't like willing to make any I wasn't looking that far ahead, but I'm hoping that at the end of the year, I can try out the new, um, to me, heart and soul training plan for the next half that I want to do. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that discount on, and the ask the PT. I mean, there's just so many things about it. I love, I really am an evangelist. It's really trans, it's transformed me from someone who runs into someone who thinks of myself as a runner. And I think it's wow. a really big difference. That is oh, awesome, you just gave me the goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Hillary. And I, we didn't pay you to say that. I promise. No, this you. is no, no, no. I'm not getting like three many happy miles. This is just, this is my honest, this is my honest, you know, experience in the program. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Hillary. Um, yeah, like I said, I appreciate all the energy um, that you bring, everybody else brings. And it is, I, you know, I know there are a lot of supportive places in this world and we need more of them. We need a lot of more places where you can show up and just be authentically yourself and enjoy each other's company or cheer each other on. And that's what we do in Many Happy Miles, in addition to, you know, a couple burpees and squats and, and maybe some foam rolling. So <laughs> some horrible side planks, but <laughs> I hate them so much. But thank you, Timothy, for creating this community and and to, you know, another mother runner for creating this program and and helping us all, you know, be better. I we re I really appreciate it. So thank you. You are welcome. Okay, the last little bit that I have to mention is that we have exclusive membership gifts. 
Either you can grab a weekly training journal, which is going to be spiral bound this year. If you were in it last year, we definitely heard your feedback. No, no on the regular book cover because you can't write on it super well. So excited about that. Or you can get a many happy miles tea with we um, updated our logo. It's super cute. Um, so that's the gift that you get with membership as well. Um, so registration for many happy miles is going to close on January 9th. But if this is something that you want to do, we strongly encourage you to join before January 1st so we can all hit the ground running, start 2022 together with a bang. Um, we'll link the sign up in the show notes, but you can also head to anothermotherrunner.com and look under training to sign up. So whether or not you join us in 2022, I wish everybody many happy miles. Sarah, you knocked it out of the park. Thank you for being my first co-host um, or our first show together, my co-host for for the next uh the next, I don't know how many episodes we're going to do, but many, it's going to be fun. More. Many, many, many more. Many, many more. Many happy more uh, podcasts. Exactly. <laughs>